we can be loyal to our moms for who they are. They're perfect, perfect selves, but we can't heal their wounds. And it's certainly not our job to carry them. Unpacking the baggage from your relationship with your mother with Allison Sherwood. Welcome to The Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to The Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you feeling burned out or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or are you in transition? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate our superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated and they include empathy, love, intuition, courage, and more. As always, this episode is brought to you by Well Woman Life, a global community of women living our best lives. Whether it's your health, relationships, your money, or making an impact in your community and the world, Well Woman Life has you covered. You've made a commitment to not settle, to use your voice, and to live your best life. Well Woman Life offers annual memberships, workshops, and retreats to support you. Check out wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our growing community. Now back to the show. Today's topic is how unpacking the baggage from your relationship with your mother can help you realize your full potential with Allison Sherwood. And hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to create a healthy separation between you and your mother and have the knowledge and power to love yourself in order to reach your full potential. My guest today is Allison Sherwood. Allison was a top makeup artist in the film industry, working with A-list celebrities for 27 years. Known for her soothing voice and energy, she was an artist at calming nervous actors and diffusing tensions on set. She realized how much healing and empowering people helped them perform at peak level. Already a natural gifted intuitive, she went back to school to become a certified master transformational and health coach. In this episode, Allison and I talk about what your shadow self is and how to identify it, how Allison stopped the numbing in her life and transitioned into a life she loves, and how you can benefit from understanding the deep wounds you carry around from your relationship with your parents. The free giveaway today is Allison's Mom Wound Worksheet, which lays out three steps to transforming the mother-daughter wound. And really, this can be applied to any parent relationship. Get yours at wellwomanlife.com slash 091 show. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city and you'd like to start one, email me at info at wellwomanlife.com. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. Now to my interview with Allison. Welcome to the program, Allison. Oh, thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. 
I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, you know, I've done a lot of work with your co-creator partner, um, business <laughs> wife, <laughs> Christine, <laughs> Christine Berg, and I have done a lot together, but I haven't talked to you yet. And so I'm super excited to hear from you um, about what you're up to and about the intuitive alignment method. And, um, so let's just jump right in. Um, right. I want to ask you, first of all, who you are in the world, Allison, who do you identify in the world uh, as right now? And then we'll dive into sort of what you're doing in the world, but I wanted to start with who you are. Ah, oh, that's, that's such a great question. I think for everything that's going on in our world right now, um, you know, I, I've always seen myself as this spiritual, empathic, loving, you know, mom, wife. Um, and now I, I really also feel powerful and, and, and like almost like a mama bear. Like I just, I see myself as connecting to my fellow woman and, and through all of us coming together, just being, stepping into our power. So you know, I see myself as a, an activist, a healer, a, a, you know, mom. I mean, we're, we have so many parts, don't we, as women? Yep. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We wear a lot of hats and we have a lot of roles and we, we do. We have a, we live these multiple lives. Right. And, um, and so bringing all of that together in and offering ourselves to the world is, quite a process. And I know you've been on a journey doing that. You were heavily in the film industry in LA as a makeup artist, right? Mm, 27 years. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you then transitioned out of that. What was that process and why did you, why and how did you move out of that? Well, that's a great question. I, I think so many of us that go into, especially makeup or, or hair, that's what I did for 27 years. We do that to, it's creative, but also just through touch, people feel better. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. touching people and, and making them feel good. So that's what I loved most about my job. What I didn't love about it, and it is starting to change. So I will give credit where credit's due. Um, but for 27 years, I really saw uh, just just what goes into trying to convince people what's wrong with them. Advertising is so good at that, you know? Mm. And I think I just, as I started to get older and wanted to really start to make change in the world, I think I just realized that the best place for me to do that was actually working with women through coaching and healing you know, to, to, to make real change. And you discovered that through working with actors on, on set, right? Pretty much. I mean, you know, it's hilarious because people always want to hear stories, but we sign these intense confidential confidentiality waivers, but I learned a lot, you know, um, worked with phenomenal people and, and it is an industry that's so it is, it is quite generous in, in many ways, but um, I think I just started to see that more had to be done. You know, we had to take stronger stands and, and, and actually do things through action. And so can you t say who you worked with or is that confidential? Yeah, no, I definitely can. Um, well, the latest um, job that I 
did before I left. I've, I've been out of it now a year and a half, but I, I used to work with Jeff Goldblum all the time doing commercials. And it's hilarious because in my twenties, he was my biggest crush. I mean, I was just, ah. oh, Jeff Goldblum, you know, so it was really great. I got to work with him for a year doing all the apartment.com commercials. And that was what an amazing human he is. I just adore him. And I worked with a lot of, um, red hot chili peppers, um, Diane Keaton. Oh my goodness. I mean, so many Daryl Hannah, so many people throughout my career. It, it, it was quite amazing to what I loved most about it is I had this fear that when I met a celebrity, I would be let down. You know what I mean? Like you put them on a pedestal and I have to say most part, first of all, they're all just human, but second of all, they pretty much for the most part, were all amazing people, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. I had that experience recently. I met and interviewed um, someone that's really has been instrumental for me personally. She had no idea, you know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I read her book 14 years ago and then, you know, sort of full circle, like went to interview her um, a couple months ago, Byron Katie. Oh, I love her. (gasps) And and I was a little nervous. I have to say, I mean, I've interviewed a lot of people and, um, you know, and, and I've met famous people and whatever, like, Mm. so, but it was, it was interesting. I was a little nervous about whether I was going to like her, you know, because, because you just don't know, like, what are they really going to be like? And I just have to say, she was pure love. Oh, yeah. From, from the moment I met her. That was was amazing. But um, back to you, I want to ask you, um, Allison, I read in your bio that um, you sort of discovered your healing powers while working with um, actors uh, because you were able to make them feel more comfortable. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we saw people as makeup artists. We're the first people to see the actors. They come very early in the morning. You know, they come into the motor home and like all of us, we're surrounded by mirrors. They have the pressure of being on all day, script changes, all sorts of things. So often they would uh, not all the time, but, but often we run into the stress. And I, I mean, I did a lot of commercials. So I once worked with a woman who was absolutely beautiful. She was tiny, had a feminine body and the agency came into the motor home, two guys, looked at her and said, Oh my God, I didn't realize she was so heavy. Okay. This woman is not heavy. Okay. Oh God, what are we going to do? We'll have to work on the lighting. Let's go talk to wardrobe. And she sat there and I just could see her who wouldn't, she was crumbling. So I just started to work with her nurturing again through touch and telling her how beautiful she is. And that, that, she can choose to take that on or just let it go and know that it's them. Right. And by the end of our time together, she just, she was fine. She was like, screw this. I love my body. And, (laughs) (laughs) and she did a fantastic job, you know, on set all day. So we do that. We do that in the film industry over and over and over again, because again, we're the first people to see them. So I realized that it actually was healing you know, I mean, again, through touch and when you're doing makeup, you're touching their face, you know, you, you're, it's a very intimate experience. So I realized how soothing and healing it really is. Mm, yeah. And is it, um, 
does it deplete you to, to be a healer? How do you, how do you handle that? Um, I, yes and no. I mean, I, as healers and unfortunately a lot of times we were not taught this, you know, Christine and I, and, and uh, the mentors that really changed my life teach you from the first day how to release it. And it really is a process because especially all of most women are empathic and, and it's easy for us to take stuff on. So I really do like a whole protection meditation before, and I go in and I physically wash my hands afterwards and shake them out. And to me, it's just a little ritual that releases any energy that I'm holding because otherwise, yeah, it's completely depleting. Mm. Yeah. And what do you do to cultivate your own resilience and heal yourself. <laughs> Just talking about that today. That's why I'm giggling. I, I thank God I have friends that are healers and I pay, I pay for coaching and healing. I don't have any ego of, I can heal myself because a lot of times and, and saying that I also listen to recordings. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's um, Christine. Sometimes it's other people, but I do reach out when I feel depleted and, and either, you know, have a friend or, or pay for a healing session. And, and it it's, works magic. It really does. Mm. And um, when you say pay for a healing session or, or, you know, this sort of thing, what kind of healing are you talking about? Because I know people turn to lots of different things and people have their sort of favorite t t uh, techniques and tools and things. What are yours? Yeah, it's and and this is my thought around that. There's so much um, judgment about this is right, this is right. Don't do that. But I'm a big believer. Whatever works for yeah. you, do it. Now I do um, a few things. I was certified in um, soulful um, alignments uh, through one of my mentors, and I, so I I paid for that. I'm certified in it. I have all the recordings. I also pay. Christine sometimes to do healings because I'm all, I respect it's your time. And what she, what we do is we do, um, it's called heal the wheel of life mm -hmm. and it's just intuitive healing where we go in and we just take the full circle because often fears and beliefs are hiding in a place you may be feeling, um, anxious, but that anxiety is actually deep, deep down to this feeling of unworthiness that is in an area that you didn't even realize it was in. So you know, that, that for me, just different forms of intuitive healing. I mean, I could talk about this forever, but time is speeding up so fast that the old school of you have to go nine sessions and it takes months and months and months really isn't true anymore. It, we can be healed immediately. You know, it's pretty great. And do you like to be, to work with healers that you know personally or I mean, is that helpful or is it better to start with someone that you don't know? I mean, do you have an, an opinion about that for people who might be interested? Yeah, I, to be honest, even in transformational coaching, I work with friends because you're able to disassociate yourself pretty easily. When I heal, I go strictly through feeling and through images. I take my ego out of it. I take my map out of it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm strictly tuned into their body. So I'm able to feel what's going on. So because I know healers and I know they're good, I'd rather go with someone I know, mm. even if, even if they know all my problems, because again, they're going to find things that I don't even know 
is there. And I'm like, Oh, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And also, is it, isn't it true that there aren't any really new problems? I mean, it's not like you're that different from everyone else. You know, we, we all sort of feel like, Oh, what, what if they find out my, you know, whatever issue, but it's sort of like everyone has the same issues really when it comes right down to it. There's like a handful of things that we're all grappling with. You're spot on with that. And, and it's interesting that you'd say that because something that we just, um, created as a workshop around our shadow self, because we're so afraid of our shadow and we're so afraid that if people find out that we feel maybe what people would consider a dark thought around something that we're bad, we're wrong, even we should be punished. But here's the thing we, again, we're human. We all have shadow selves. We all have dark thoughts. And the more that we're able to address it, not only do we heal ourselves, but we're not projecting it onto other people, Mm. you know? So what is a shadow self? Well, our shadow self is everything that we consider wrong. So like if we get um, frustrated or we have jealousy or, you know, sometimes people think what they consider dark thoughts in the moment, like, um, I, have a crush on this, this person and, and I'm married and I feel guilty. It's just an mm-hmm. innocent crush. All of this stuff that we're ashamed or embarrassed to talk about. It's ourself that does have anger, rage, um, all those feelings that we see, we push them down because we're taught that, that we shouldn't feel that we're not a good mm-hmm. person if we do. So the more we push it down, what happens is we start to mirror it because it becomes a screaming toddler inside of us. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden we're surrounded by people that are kind of mirroring back to us these things that we're not addressing. And once we address it, first of all, it's cleared out and we're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. But it also gives other people permission to say, oh, my God, I I feel that way, too. You know? Yeah. I think that's so important in Mm -hmm. in. well, in the community that I work with, um, I work with high achieving women who are really wanting to dig deep and figure out, um, you know, how to do it in a conscious, aware way and how, how to really address things in their personal lives, professional lives. And um, there, there's just this fear that like, oh, I have these this shadow self or this, you know, the negative talk or these things and, and I shouldn't be, and how do I get rid of that? And, um, what, what I try to say is, you know, to sort of embrace it and, and, and be like, bring it along. Don't let it take over, but, but, you know, be compassionate with yourself about it. Absolutely. And, and also realize it's not our fault. You know, we're taught in modern society to suppress things that, that women are supposed to be cheerful. And, and, you know, we have all these ridiculous rules that are put on us. And especially those of us that are moms, we're taught that if we express anger or put ourselves first or feel anything other than love, right. That, that we failed, mm-hmm. we failed as a mom, we failed as a woman. And, and so I am all about getting that myth wiped off, you know, it's Ooh. just, unrealistic, you know? Yeah. And then what is the wheel of life? The wheel of life is basically going through all areas. We go through emotional, physical, mental, spiritual. We go through finances. We go through um, our sexuality and we just do intuitive healing through it. So 
this is something that we do recordings on, but I especially love to do it in groups because I'm, I'm really, I do feel so much into groups. So I can actually pick up on thoughts people are having, like, um, like if we're in emotions, maybe carrying the emotion of feeling like I'm a bad mom. I, I failed. I, I, I work 80 hours a week. You know what I mean? All this guilt. And, and I can feel that, release that, go in and actually do an energetic healing, releasing that through your entire body, your cells, your systems, your tissues, your DNA, clear it out, and then actually fill it with strengthening thoughts of, I'm showing up, I'm human, I'm a good mom, or you know, whatever it is. So, so I love doing that. I love doing the, the wheel of life. Mm, cool. Um, and Allison, can you describe a time in your life and maybe it's, it's going back to your transition out of makeup or, or maybe it's earlier, but can you describe a time in your life when you weren't putting yourself first, when you weren't taking care of yourself the way you probably now know you need to? Oh, yes. Do you have three hours? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Give us the short version and how you, how you identified that and moved out of it. Yeah. Well, it's actually what led me to be honest into coaching because I started first as a body love female empowerment coach. And the, the reason I started as that is because I was in a verbally abusive marriage for 14 years. And my husband, my ex husband and I are We've worked it out. We're friends now. We have a daughter together. But, you know, just through growing up feeling unworthy and having issues with my father and growing up in a critical family um, in some areas, I took it on. I, um, I just felt that that's what I was used to, oddly, was was being criticized. And, and also, obviously, it was my own self-love was just simply not there. So... I just numbed out for 14 years. I numbed out. I just had a beautiful life, beautiful home, gorgeous car on the outside. People were like, she's got it made. But inside I was, I was dying. I mean, one of my doctors said, you, you keep getting autoimmune diseases, Allison, you've got to figure this out. Or or I don't know if you'll last, you know? So I still, yeah, I still was numb until I saw my daughter witness my husband, ex-husband yelling at me and her face. She was only, I think four. And in that moment I woke up and I grabbed her. This is such a pivotal moment. We were in the car. I was crying. I turned around and I said, Izzy, don't ever let a man talk to you like this. And she looked at me, this little four-year-old and said, well, mommy, why do you let daddy talk to you like that then? So I went to therapy, I left, I wow. started over and I woke up, I came out of my zombie survival mode mm. and that changed my life. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. You know, wow. I'm getting chills just listening to your story because it's almost yeah. like you needed for someone else to hear it or witness it yeah. before you could admit, because a lot of times we know these things are, are bad and not good for us, but we, we continue through it because we're so numbed, right? We're so mm-hmm. disassociated from it that we, yes. we don't, we can't really even address it. But once you speak it or some, oh. someone else witnesses it, then there's nothing, you can't go back. You're just, you're done. Yeah. And, and it was, 
like I, I'm just in awe of, of this generation of children because for a little child to say a statement like that that woke me up and changed my life, you know, um, it's it's powerful. <laughs> wow. So the, the next thing you did, you said you went and got therapy and you left the, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it was really scary because I had kind of stopped working as much um, in the film industry because, you know, I had my daughter. And um, so I had to start over. And luckily, I had pa- my parents were so helpful and amazing friends. And, but, you know, it was, it was terrifying. Um, so much happened during that time of, of getting bad advice from people that um, we think are helping us. I mean, that's another long story, but doctors were trying to just throw antidepressants and anxiety medicine and sleeping pills at me. And I just was like, I just have to process this, you know? So yeah. it was kind of a roller coaster of going down that road and realizing, oh, no, 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 no. So honestly, just getting my life back together, having again, an amazing therapist support team, my fellow women just held me up when I just wanted to hide. Um, and that's how I met my amazing husband, just working on myself, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it's great. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things about making one of those transitions, um, is identity. So Mm -hmm. you, you have so much wrapped up in this identity of this, you know, um, like you described it, you were a successful, you know, you had everything from the outside, it looked like, and that was your identity. Oh, yeah. So it can be very scary. And it takes a lot of courage to change that situation. It was terrifying. And I think this is why, again, I'm so all about supporting women, because I I went to a, a friend of mine had referred. I love my therapist. She was, uh, she's this amazing woman. I haven't seen her in a while, but phenomenal, basically a healer. But I had been sent to a man, a male psychiatrist, and he's the one that was throwing all these drugs at me. And I remember saying to him, I, I don't want to be numb. And he's like, no, this will help you. But thank God my mom, who had been a psychiatric nurse, was just like, honey, I don't even know who you are anymore because I was so numb. So so what, I guess my answer to that is, is as uncomfortable as it was to face this new identity, once I did it, it was so rewarding. It was so freeing, you know, mm. just, yeah. Yeah. It takes such work to get to that other side, but once you, <laughs> once you do it, it's like, it's such a relief, isn't it? Well, I often say when I work with people, um, I think sometimes people think that by working with a coach or healer or therapist that they're going to become someone else. And what I like to tell people is, no, what what we do is we wake you up to be who you truly are, because all of us have been wearing masks and living by rules and value systems that, that aren't ours. So what we do is, and what happened to me is I woke up, I became Allison, you know, so it's powerful. Mm. Now, do you call that an awakening? Like, well, how do you describe what happened there? Yeah, definitely. Well, definitely, because, you know, again, and I hate to keep going on this rampage, but women have been held down for centuries. Mm. You know, our, our strength, our natural ability to heal. We've, we've had to hide that. So I think really for me, it was waking up and it was saying, I'm powerful and I'm not going to hide this anymore. I'm not going to hide my desires anymore. 
I'm not going to hide my anger anymore. And that was, yes, that was an awakening for sure. And when you say I'm powerful, what does that mean to you? Powerful. I can stand up for myself. I can have uncomfortable conversations because I know I'll be okay. That's something I could never do growing up. I was very close to my mom, but my dad, he was a tricky one and was walking on eggshells. So I could never really speak my truth. I couldn't in my first marriage, but I can speak my truth. I can, I'm willing to have uncomfortable conversations knowing that I'm taking a chance of the other person saying bye-bye, but I love myself so much now that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because if they leave, good riddance, if that makes sense, they're yeah. not meant to be in my, in my tribe. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great, great deep dive into who you are. And I want to ask you, Allison, what are you working on now? And how does it impact women's lives and well being? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, we're working on a lot, but, but something that Christine and I really have a lot of passion around is working on mother wounds because we did a beautiful healing around that, but what we started to dive deeper into it because both of us, both Christine and I had great relationships with our mom. And I felt like through the therapy I did, I focused on my dad and it, it wasn't until I started healing that, that some anger came up about my mom and I felt such guilt. And I felt like I was betraying her by being angry at her. So the, the two of us came together and we're like, Oh my God, it's like the same story. So what we're working on now is a, um, a program around healing the mother wound mm. and doing it through healing and transformational coaching, bringing them both together. Because again, in modern society as moms, we're taught often, I think things are changing, but certainly I'm 54. When I was young, the relationship with my mom, we were best friends. Mm-hmm. And, and that felt really good because I, to this day, I love my mom. But unfortunately, the, the boundaries got very blurred because I also became a confidant. Right. You know? And again, as, as moms, they're taught expressing anger is wrong and, and you're a bad mom and, and all that stuff. But as daughters, especially someone who put her mom on a pedestal her whole life. What I did is I took her wounds, her unhappiness, her, she wanted to be a singer and she ended up being a a nurse and a mom. And it was so painful to see that because I could see that she wasn't fulfilled, Mm -hmm. you know? So carrying that, I realized that when I would get just to the point of making it, I would come in and sabotage it or, or something would happen because I felt like I was betraying my mom because she gave up everything to have me. She gave up her happiness, her, her singing career to have me. So, so this happens so often and and it's kind of like, I owe it to my mom at all cost, Mm -hmm. my loyalty to my mom. So we really decided to create something to, to show people that we can be loyal to our moms for who they are. They're perfect, perfect selves, but we can't heal their wounds. And it's certainly not our job to carry them. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's an important one. And so is that you, is that part of the intuitive, intuitive alignment method? Yes. Well, the intuitive alignment method is our, 
it's like our, I, don't, I want to say our mothership. It's like our, our, our company really. And what we, what we'll, we will be doing is we will be certifying people to use the intuitive alignment method to heal and coach clients. But that is just kind of houses everything we do. So we do, um, optimizers, which are transformational coaching and healing in a recorded call. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of almost like a meditation. Mm -hmm. Then we do something called divine key codes, which are very short healings and they're really powerful. They go straight to what the particular problem is. Then we have the heal the wheel, which I discussed earlier. So this, this mother wound is just going to be a program that we're offering through the intuitive alignment method. Mm, Cool. Okay. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes for people who are listening and want to check out more. And I know you're going to also be offering our listeners the freebie this week, uh, which is super exciting. So we'll link to that as well. I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. I don't know uh, (laughs) what exactly what it is, but it'll be something, um, along the lines of what we're talking about here today that you can download and, um, understand a little bit more about, uh, what Allison's work is and how maybe it'll be a, uh, maybe a healing or something. Yeah. What, I, what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to put a PDF for just because again, I think sometimes there's a lot of confusion when we hear mother wound, people think you had to have a traumatic, abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be talking about that a little bit. And then I'm going to share three steps that, that we teach to help you adjust that. So, so I'll just go through, you know, in the PDF, what each step is and they're, they're great little exercises. And then if you want to go deeper with it, then you can do the healing around it. Okay. And can you walk us through uh, the three steps now, if people want to want to do it sort of uh, with you right now? I'd love to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so really, um, I I just want to share how this shows up in our lives because I think a lot of times we're not sure why things keep showing up, but a lot of it is self-sabotaging, being frozen with fear of disapproval or or rejection. This stuff's a lot of entrepreneurs from doing podcasts and doing Facebook lives and getting out there and, and feeling like you can't rock the boat, like, you know, don't upset anybody. And feeling a lot of unworthiness, like you're incapable of creating the life you want. So really what this is about is creating a healthy separation between us and our mom so that we no longer come from fear of abandonment or disapproval. So Mm. these three steps are pretty, it's kind of like the, the, just the, the simplified, but powerful way to, to really start to step into this. So the first one is to look within and be the source of your own love. And sometimes this is easier said than done because we do feel a void and we keep searching for fulfillment, whether it's through food, shopping, sex, it could, it could be anything that we're Mm -hmm. searching for fulfillment. So really this takes time requiring, removing old beliefs, stories, and imprints. So it's really looking into what your beliefs are around your worthiness, you know, where you're searching externally to get approval. Mm-hmm. So this, this, this exercise of just kind of listing out everything really helps you go in and look at what limiting beliefs and perceptions that you're carrying about yourself in the world. So I'll, I'll attach a list to kind of how to write that one out. Um, it's, it's a great little exercise. And the oh, next great. one is 
Oh, yeah. And the next one really is realizing the Depeche Mode song. People are people. People are who they are. So it's it's us not waiting around. And really, this isn't just about our moms, but waiting around for people to wake up and say, I get it. And I'm so sorry for what I did. You're right. I'm going to take responsibility. <laughs> it's like, we can't wait around for that, right? That would be amazing, right? It would be a miracle. But what happens is it just it keeps us frustrated. And, and to be really honest, it's not our job to fix people. That's their job. It's our job to focus on ourselves. So it's just letting go and thinking. It's really releasing the outcome from it and understanding that we just have to cultivate our own inner child and give ourselves the love that we wish we would have gotten and approval from our mom. So really it goes back to loving yourself. I'm just a huge self-love advocate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of what I talk about just comes down to that too. (laughs) Well, it does. But, and you know, if we have so much guilt wrapped around it, it's hard to get under there. Yeah. So is there an activity related to this number two, the, the realizing that people are people? I think just what I like to do is I like to, and, and a lot of times it's reframing stuff. For instance, you know, I, I've been going through stuff with my family and I keep expecting them sometimes to get, to get me, to get what I'm saying and stop coming from guilt on their end, but, but realizing that's how they're programmed. Mm -hmm. So it's really allowing yourself to, to detach from the outcome, knowing that you're never going to change them, but what you can change is your reaction. So really what I love to do is just write it out and be really aware of it. And then you can go in and you can actually start to write down, is this my stuff? Mm-hmm. How can I change this? What are my beliefs around this? Do, do I, is it important to me to change this? You know, because again, the best gifts we can give people is letting them just observe how we're changing and not reacting to things. And then they start to go, Oh, mm-hmm. what are they doing differently? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So really I, I'm a big journaler and list writer. So really going in and just looking for what your expectations are around mom changing. Okay. And number three, yeah. Number three is rewriting your contract. So contracts and vows are things that we usually make as tiny, tiny children because we depend on our parents for survival. We have to have them. So at that time we make vows to mom that I will for the rest of my life carry your pain or that I will never be happier than you, or I will never love more than you can love. So these, these are often unconscious contracts. Yeah. Or what duties being a good daughter are, right? So I like to go through an exercise where I have women take a beautiful piece of paper, just something that, that, because I'm all about rituals, so something that means a lot to you, and rewrite your vows. Go deep. Make a list of where you need to feel that you need to take care of mom. And just question it again. Is that true? And then rewrite it. Because a lot comes up, you know, a, a lot of times people will come up with, if I feel good, I'm reminding my mom of what she gave up to have me. And mom, your mom may not even feel that way, but that is mm-hmm. a contract you made. So going in and saying, I'm not responsible for my mom's feelings. So going in and just rewriting your own contract. 
do whatever you want with it, roll it up, put some beautiful rose oil on it. I mean, anything to really say, this is my new contract. This is it. Oh, I love that. Okay. And that'll all be in the free gift that we're going to give the listeners. Um, yes. That's great. That's very exciting. Um, Allison, I want to end with the segment called Superpowers for Success. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Being a well woman includes being financially healthy. Our sponsors, Lorraine L. and Kate Stalter of Better Money Decisions, are on a mission to eliminate complexity and confusion from your financial life. They replace Wall Street jargon with straightforward talk you can understand. And they create investment and retirement plans customized for your needs and your future. Download a free copy of their latest book, Don't Let Your Money Kick the Bucket Before You Do, and learn how to avoid the biggest mistakes women make when planning for retirement. Go to bettermoneydecisions.com slash wellwoman and download your free book today. And so I want to ask you just a few questions here that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, what does success in life mean for you? I, I, the first thing that comes to my head is laughter, waking up and just coming from joy and laughter and seeing my dogs, my hubby and my daughter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you know you were really good at what you do? Such a great question. I think oddly going back to that story that I told earlier about the actress, I think seeing the transformation that she experienced just through touch and having someone hold the space for her and say, don't take it on girl. Right then I thought, Hmm, good. You know? Yeah. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize that it's been there all the time? Healing. Mm. Sure. Yeah. And do you, have you, have you thought about that now in terms of your whole life context? And have you seen that you were a healer as a child or a teenager as well? Yeah. I mean, I used to make little potions when I was a little girl. I would, we didn't have rose bushes, but we had camellia uh. trees, you know? And so I used to pull all the petals. My mom would get so mad and I'd mash them up and add water to it. And I didn't even know what I was doing. And I was just obsessed with anything that, that was on TV about healing and all that stuff. Even, even scarier things like all the witch movies, you know, I thought, Ooh, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it has been there. It just, again, wasn't, it, I didn't feel safe to let it out. Yeah. And usually this is an interesting question because usually people come up with something that isn't new. It's not like you learned this recently. Um, it's been there all the time, but you have, uh, harnessed it in a different way now. Mm, definitely. Um, and next question is, what advice would you give your 25 or 30 year old self? Don't give up. Keep, keep going. And, and whatever you're experiencing, it's just part of what you came into this world to experience because being 54, I am grateful for everything I went through because it's allowed me to be the woman I am now. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you identify as a feminist? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I, I identify as many things, but especially now yeah. I'm all about women and, and stepping into your power and, and, and being independent. Definitely. Okay. And last question, Allison, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? 
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished Witch, which is an amazing book speaking about women and empowerment. The name can probably scare a few people, but it's phenomenal. And then I'm reading Eastern Body, Western Mind. Highly recommend both of those. Mm, okay. We'll link to those in the show notes. Great recommendations. Um, and Allison, this has been such a pleasure. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. It's been incredible. I, I so appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.